Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew. Hey, guys. I'm Suzanne. And this is the Qlips English Podcast. Welcome back to Qlips, everyone. This is Catchword, the series for intermediate and advanced English learners, where we teach you idioms or phrasal verbs or expressions. That will help improve your English listening and speaking. Now, today's episode is all about shocking news, and we're going to teach you a couple of expressions you can use when talking about surprising or shocking situations. And to help me teach this lesson, I'm joined by my co-host Suzanne. Hey there, Suzanne. Hey, Andrew. Hey, everyone. We're going to kick this episode off with a shout out to one of our listeners from Russia. Marina Antonova, who left us a great review and five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Marina wrote, "Thank you for the lucid explanations and great examples. All the vocabulary I learn with you sticks in my mind and stays. Culips is undoubtedly worth listening to." Wow, an amazing review, Suzanne. Yeah, thank you, Marina. Yes, thank you so much for that awesome review, Marina, and we're happy to hear that you're able to improve your English with us, listeners. If you haven't already, please support us by following and subscribing to Qlips on your favorite podcast service. And if you have the time, it would be awesome if you could follow Marina's lead and leave us a short review and five star rating, because that would help other English learners from around the world find. And connect with Qlips. And finally, guys, don't forget that there is a full transcript and study guide for this episode offered to all Qlips members on our website at qlips.com. So, becoming a Qlips member is a really great way to support Qlips and improve your English fluency at the same time. And it's our recommended way to learn with us. To find out all the details and sign up, just visit Qlips.com. Okay, Suzanne. So we hinted at the start of the episode that the two expressions that we're going to teach everyone today are about shocking news and shocking situations and delivering shocking news to other people. And I think that's the best way to characterize our first expression: is that we use it when we're delivering shocking news to someone, or when someone has delivered and told us some piece of shocking news. So this first expression is to drop a bombshell. To drop a bombshell, and it's almost like you can visualize it. Like if you think of an airplane. Dropping a bomb from the airplane, and then the bomb hits the ground and it explodes. Right? It does a lot of damage, and it makes just a huge explosion. And there's a huge impact. Right? It's it's something that makes a huge impact. So that is kind of the visual that I have in my head when I think of someone dropping a bombshell. Suzanne, do you have a similar image in mind? Yeah, yeah. It's like a. Pulling the rug out from underneath you, like you're standing on a rug or a carpet, and someone just yanks it right out from under you. It's that feeling of like, what? Wait, nothing is stable. Nothing is for sure. 
Right. So then our dictionary definition of this expression is that when someone drops a bombshell, it means that they make a very surprising or unexpected announcement, and usually one that's negative, right? You wouldn't really say like, Suzanne, brace yourself. I'm going to drop a bombshell on you. And then you go, oh, Andrew, okay. Oh my God, what? Is everything okay? Like, yeah, I just got a new promotion at my job. Like I'm, I'm a manager now, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't say like, oh, Andrew dropped a bombshell in that situation because that's a good announcement. That's good news. It might be shocking, but it's good news. So we couldn't use it in that kind of situation. But Suzanne, instead, if I were to say, uh, I got fired today. And you go, wow, that you really dropped a bombshell on me. I wasn't expecting you to say that kind of thing, right? That would be a more appropriate situation to use this expression. Yes. Reality has has shifted, right? Because you've dropped this this bomb on the other person. Suzanne, I have a trivia question for you. And don't feel bad if you don't know the answer, because I think this is a tough question. But I googled this phrase, dropping a bombshell, and there was one story that came up again and again and again. It's kind of a current event story from a little while ago, like within the last year or so, this event happened. And I guess it was such a bombshell, such a perfect example of using this expression that all of the writers had to use it when they were writing their news articles. So could you guess the current event situation or story that would cause writers from around the world to use this expression when writing up their news articles. Hmm. I'll give you a hint. It took place in the UK. Oh, was it Meghan and Harry? Exactly. So when Harry and Meghan made their announcement to the Queen that they wanted to leave the royal family. This was seen as a huge bombshell, like such a shocking announcement. Why would you want to leave the royal family, right? Like you've got it made, you're set for life, but that's what they decided to do. So that was a bombshell. I probably would want to too, but that's a whole different podcast episode, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say that I blame them, but we'll save that for a different episode. All right, Suzanne, so why don't we get into a couple of examples with this expression to drop a bombshell and we'll see how we can use it in a conversational context. Cool. Hey, how was work today? It was crazy. My boss dropped a bombshell on us. Is he retiring or something? No. I mean, I wish he was, but no. Instead, he said that the office is relocating across town. Really? To the west side? Yeah, to the west side. That's pretty far away. What are you going to do? I mean, that'll take you like two hours every day to commute. I know. I was worried about that too, but... Here's where the awesome part comes in. Anyone who wants to can choose to work from home. So my commute's going to be cut down to like zero in a few weeks. Wow, that's really great news. So in this example, we heard two friends talking and one of them had a bombshell dropped on him at work. And the bombshell was this big announcement from his company that the company's headquarters, their office, will be relocating across town. So they're going to move from one area of the town to the other side. 
And Suzanne, I think some people might get a little bit confused when we say town here. Like you could say across town and you'd be talking about a huge city like Los Angeles or New York or or Houston. Houston is really spread out. And like in order to get from just even halfway through the city, sometimes it's like 45 minutes. It's big. <laughs> right. So we can use like across town or the other side of town. It doesn't mean that we're talking about a small town. It's just the word that we use to mean the other side of the city or the town. So what I'm trying to say here is that because the office is relocating across town, it doesn't mean that it might just be like a 10 minute difference in commute. In fact, it's really far and it will take him two hours every day to commute to this new office. So that's a shocking announcement. And uh, he would have been pretty disappointed if he had to commute every day for that uh, amount of time. However, there is a bigger bombshell on top of that original bombshell. And that is that he has the option to work from home going forward. So because the office is relocating, I guess his company has joined in with what so many other companies around the world are doing these days, and that is to offer their employees a work from home option. So yeah, that was a perfect kind of way that we could use bombshell to talk about uh, a surprising or shocking announcement. So we have one more example here. Uh, why don't we take a listen to it now? So James sure dropped a bombshell the other day, didn't he? Yeah, I had no idea he was thinking about dropping out. Well, I guess it was an easy decision to make after that job offer. True. If someone offered me a cushy job with a big salary, I'd probably drop out of college too. Wow. Don't you want to know what job he was offered, Andrew? <laughs> I do. I would have loved a cushy job with a big salary. Yeah, right out of school. <laughs> right out of school. Yeah. A cushy job means a very comfortable job. Yeah. Good money, benefits. Just like a cushion is very soft and uh, comfortable to sit on, a cushy job is one, like you said, Suzanne, one with good benefits and good salary. So I guess... In this example, the two students were having a conversation about their friend James and what was that bombshell that James dropped? Yeah, so he must have, when he was speaking with these two friends, said that he was going to drop out of college, drop out of university, and go right into this position, the job he was offered. And I'm sure that's really shocking to his classmates. Yeah, it's not usually what most people do, right? Most people graduate and then get a job, but instead he was going to drop out and start working right away because he had gotten this good job offer. So that's why we could say it was a bombshell. And the nuance here is that I kind of feel like the classmates are disappointed or surprised in some way, right? It's not like, ah, oh, that's such good news. It's more like, ah, oh, it's good news for him, but at the same time, like it's kind of shocking and sad to see him go. Totally. I think when you're in a, you know, a kind of a cohort that is moving in the same direction with the same hopes and dreams and trajectory, and one of you veers off of that path, it's shocking and destabilizing. And it can make you feel like, hmm, should I 
be questioning my path, you know? Totally. So <laughs> I think that's probably how they felt. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Well, Suzanne, we have another expression to teach in this episode. So why don't we take a look at uh, the second key expression for today, which is a rude awakening. A rude awakening. And I'll just break this down because I know when people are listening and not following with the transcript, sometimes it can be hard to know exactly how these words are spelt. So we have a and then new word, second word, rude, R-U-D-E. And then third word is awakening, A-W-A-K-E-N-I-N-G. And awakening means like kind of waking up, like what we do in the morning after we finish sleeping, right? We wake up. It's just the noun form of that verb to wake up is an awakening. Yeah, the act of waking up. The act of waking up. Now, to be honest, we don't really use this word outside of this expression too much. I don't find myself saying the word awakening very often at all. But in the context of this idiom, it is pretty common. So, Sue, could you break it down? What, what does it mean? What is a rude awakening? The dictionary definition is suddenly learning about some surprising, shocking, or unpleasant fact or truth. And, you know, if you really think about it, if you think of awakening as like waking up in the morning, it's like you wake up to something suddenly being really unpleasant, right? Like um, I can compare it to, you know, when in the middle of the night, I'm woken up by sounds of my dog maybe throwing up or whatever, or like, you know, when I wake up and I'm like, oh no, and I have this mess to clean up and it's terrible. I mean, not to be gross. I don't want to like gross people out about, you know, my dog and his food coming up <laughs> the other direction. But definitely it's not a pleasant way to be woken up. I'm being kind of literal here in saying I'm literally waking up to this unpleasantness. But when you have a rude awakening, when you use that expression, it's more something that can happen during the day while you are quote unquote awake, but it's this unpleasant thing sort of shakes you and shocks you and wakes you up to a new reality <laughs> that is not pleasant. <laughs> I think we use this expression a lot when we have a bias or an understanding about how the world works. And then that bias is shattered in a very shocking way. And another expression, another idiomatic expression that we use is that it's a hard pill to swallow. It's like kind of hard to accept that what you thought was true is not actually true. And I have a kind of example here from my real life that I think can illustrate a rude awakening that I had one time. And that was when I first moved to Korea. Actually, it was my second year in Korea. And I had to attend a teacher training a workshop thing for different English teachers in Korea. And part of that workshop was some Korean language training. And so they asked the teachers to sign up for either a beginner, intermediate, or advanced level course. And I didn't know which level of course I should select. I had only been uh, studying Korean for a year at that time. 
But the staff at the workshop said, well, can can you understand this sentence? If you can understand this sentence, then you're advanced. So I looked at the sentence and I could understand it. And they said, okay, go to the advanced class. So at that time I thought, wow, okay, I'm an advanced student. I felt pretty good about myself. <laughs> and then when I got to the course and I had to do the, the class, all of the other students were Korean Americans or Korean Canadians. And they were like fluent in Korean and totally conversational. And I was the only one that was like a really low level beginner student. And I felt so out of place and awkward. Like, why did they recommend that I go to the advanced level class? I'm obviously still a beginner. So that was kind of a rude awakening for me. For a little bit there, at least, my ego kind of blew up. I was like, oh, I'm an advanced student. I can understand this sentence. Okay, I meet the requirements of an advanced level class. And then I got there and was faced with the truth that this was not actually true. And that was a bit of a rude awakening for me. And I think I've been more humble with my Korean abilities ever since that, <laughs> that day many years ago. I really relate to that kind of thing where you're like, where am I? I'm not in the right place. I don't belong here. Yes. <laughs> totally. I actually have a quick uh, story too. I love volleyball and beach volleyball. And I was like, one summer I was doing it all the time, all the time. I was getting pretty good. Like I was really getting good at it. And I really like, I was excited by it. And it was really becoming like my sport here for a while. And then I, my friend said that I should just try out for the volleyball team because they are in a good competitive league here and they're a good team. So I called them, I emailed them, I made an appointment, I went to their practice and their tryouts and it was a rude awakening. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I was like, oh gosh, what did I do? Why? Well, Sue, just stick to the recreational league. You are way out of your league here. This is way too hard. And all of the people were like 19 years old, 20. I was like 40, you know, 41. <laughs> it was humbling. Humbling, yeah. And sometimes a rude awakening does lead to humbling, like it did for both you and I, right? I was more humble about my language skills and you were more humble about your volleyball skills after. In that way, sometimes rude awakenings are good because they open our eyes to a, a wider view of the world and they kind of open our minds that way. Totally. Yes. So why don't we listen to some examples with this expression and we'll see how we can use it in a conversation setting. So let's take a listen to example number one now. Ah, my head hurts. Can we take a break soon or something? Yeah, we can take 10, but then we have to get back to work. Seriously? I thought we were almost finished. You're joking, right? If you think we're almost finished, then you're in for a rude awakening. We've barely even started this project. Really? I thought we just need to finish up the presentation file. and Then we're done, no? <laughs> Wrong. Then we need to write up the report and complete the sales projections. We're going to be here for quite a while longer. So, in this example, we hear two coworkers 
talking and one of the co-workers wants to take a break. He said his head hurts. Maybe he's been looking at his computer monitor for a long time or something like that. And he just wants to take a break. And he is happy that they're almost finished with the project or so he thought. But then his coworker informs him that in fact, they are not anywhere near done and they still have a lot of work to do. And the way that she communicates this to him is that she says, if you think we're almost finished, then you're in for a rude awakening, which means like, if you think we're finished, then I have some shocking news for you. In fact, we're not close to finishing at all. And Suzanne, I think this is a really, really good sentence pattern for our listeners to know because it's a really common way that we use this expression is to be in for a rude awakening. Like I, maybe we could describe, you know, some kind of arrogant high school student who is just acting rude and, you know, he's really showing off and bragging about himself. And you can just see in the future, like if he keeps acting like this, he's going to get into trouble or something bad will happen to him. And that will be kind of shocking moment for him. So we could say, you know, if this kid keeps up like this, he's in for a rude awakening, like something bad is going to happen to him in the future. And he'll be shocked when, you know, he can't act this way forever. Exactly. Or like a student who's slacking off, right? Who is not doing any work, acting lazy. And you're like, if you think that this behavior is going to be okay in the outside world, then you're in for a rude awakening, right? Mm. It's like when you get out there, you're going to be shocked by how much harder you may have to work. It's funny that we both gave examples of students. It makes me think that maybe this is an expression that teachers use a lot when talking to their students. Like, you're in for a rude awakening in the future when you graduate from this school, when the harsh realities of the world are right upon you, something like that. I think I say that to a lot of my actors because, you know, it's easy to play and have fun and think that all is well in acting school. But when you get out there in the real world, it's a lot harder. And so maybe that is something I have said <laughs> to my acting students. And we have one final example for this episode. So let's check it out now. Yeah, let's take a listen. So how's your new computer? Are you loving it or what? Yeah, it's awesome. I finally had the chance to play some new games on it. Oh, that's so great. How was it? Well, I haven't played online for ages, so it was a bit of a rude awakening to play online again. Did you get your butt kicked? Yeah, I pretty much got killed as soon as I started playing. I guess I'm not as good as I used to be. Keep trying. <laughs> so, Sue, what happened in this example? Do you want to break it down for us? Yes. So... One friend got a new computer, and maybe back in the day, this person was really good at online video gameplay. But after getting a new computer, maybe it's really fast and great for online gaming, they finally got back into it and found out that they're maybe a little rusty or not in shape we should say, right? Not in good shape with their online gaming. So it was a bit of a rude awakening for this person. You know, really, oh yeah, I got my new computer. I used to be so awesome at this game. 
got back in. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I got work to do, you know? So it was a it was a rude awakening. This example it was taken from my real life when I played some video games recently with some friends. A game that I used to play often back when I played computer games uh, when I was like a high school student and my first few years of university, I played computer games a lot, haven't played for a long time, sat down to play some games with some friends recently and just totally sucked and died right away and just wasn't competitive at all. And it was kind of like a rude awakening because for some reason in my head, I thought that I would still be good even after not playing for like 15 or 20 years. So yeah, I, I learned that I'm not good at video games anymore, although I used to be at one time in the past. <laughs> All right, well, just keep it up. You can do it, Andrew. So everyone, that brings us to the end of today's lesson and this episode. And we hope that you enjoyed it and were able to learn some useful expressions that you can use in your future English speaking and that you'll also be able to understand when you hear them used in the movies and the music that you listen to in the future. If you enjoy Qlips and you like listening to us and you find us helpful for improving your English, then we'd love it if you could support us. There are many different ways that you can do that. The best way is to sign up and become a member on our website, qlips.com. But that's not the only way. You could also tell your friends who are learning English to check Qlips out. You could follow us on social media like Instagram or YouTube. Or you could leave us a five-star rating and a nice review and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. And we love hearing from you. So if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can always contact us at contact at culips.com. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.